One thing I've learned in life as an adult is to not always trust what you were taught growing up. Now, this is obviously a no-brainer when it comes to maybe massively traumatic things or super unhealthy things, but it can also be things that are really basic, simple, and innocent. I've learned that there were certain things that I just never knew until I actually was a married adult. For example, it was only about six years ago that I stopped swallowing my toothpaste. You heard me right. For the first three-fourths of my life, I swallowed every drop of toothpaste when brushing my teeth. I loved it. I, I still love it. I enjoy it. But don't, don't, don't worry. I, I know it's really bad for me, so I don't do it anymore. So you s- just stop judging me. Okay, okay, you can, you can judge me. It's pretty bad. But look, I actually even don't think my parents taught me to swallow toothpaste, but they did not teach me to, so this still counts. We all grow up with things we think to be true. And then hopefully many of those things that we thought to be true that actually end up being harmful or were harmful, we realize that we need to change. Another one of those things that I was taught was that we were all born bad. We're all born sinners. That That's our identity that we're born with. We are born with nothing good in us. And that's not only our identity, but it's our status. It's our status because evil is in our DNA. It's in our roots. We are dead. We're, we're born dead. And that's what I was taught. And for some, like me growing up, this wasn't viewed as actually bad at all because it actually was paired with the fact that this shows how good God is. We are totally dead, nasty, gross. At conception, we're fighting against God. We are enemies with God because we are born evil. And this actually makes God amazing because he loves dead, dirty, rotten, gross, evil, and bad sinners. What an amazing God. This is called the doctrine of total depravity, and most evangelical Christian circles teach it. We're born dead. There's nothing good in us. We are bad, and this is what sin has done to you and me. Interestingly enough, the people who embody this, which I did for a long time, use the Bible exhaustively to defend and prove it. Now, Obviously, there isn't enough time to go through all those verses and explain them all, nor is it necessarily my goal to do so. Uh, What I want to propose is simply, could there be an alternative? Could it be that we were taught or are being taught wrongly? Uh, uh, Look, full disclosure, uh, this is where I land. I think the idea that we are born evil, completely bad, etc. is false. And I, and I can even go through all the Bible verses and, and show that. But but I want to lean really in, like, on this idea of understanding God and his creative nature and how maybe through that a different perspective might play out in comparison. Because in my opinion, very dangerous outcomes occur with the belief of being born bad. Now, in the beginning of the ancient text of Scripture, 
Genesis tells its version of the origin story of humanity with a poem. It's a symbolic and incredible depiction declaring that God created everything. And in his creation, he creates humans. Specifically, he created humanity in his own image. And everything God declares is good. All of his creation is good, even humans. And that's important to remember. God creates humans originally good. Now, now most of us know the story. Humans do this thing called sin. They reject God's original love, goodness, wholeness, etc. And this action has consequences. And summed up, the consequences are that their lives are now drastically changed, frustrated, difficult, and ultimately they are cut off from life as they know it. There is now evil that rivals humanity to God. And evil rivals makes makes humanity rival other humans. And and even evil makes humanity rival other creation. But what's really, really fascinating is that nowhere in the story does it say that the consequence or change that their actions incurred makes their nature or essence evil or bad. What is shown is that living out that nature or essence is now trapped and infected by and with sin or evil. You see the difference? Total depravity turns God's created humanity, images of God, into evil beings. Sin literally changes God's created human nature by destroying God's creation, and a new nature shows up. And there's there's all kinds of issues going on there. Whereas when we see sin instead as being a devastating sickness, a widespread disease that enslaves, it traps, and it covers the beautiful, good, pure human nature in essence, a whole new understanding, grace, and hope arrive. In addition, it actually makes more sense of what sin is and does in our everyday life. Think of it. God is Love. He creates humans as icons, images of God's self. We are created by love, as love, for love. Sin doesn't destroy God because sin can't destroy love. It can only distort. That's what sin does to us. It, it doesn't destroy our nature. It distorts it. We are still created by love, as love, for love, but the sickness of sin distorts everything. And this sickness is inescapable. It's everywhere. It's the most powerful sickness in the world, but it's never more powerful than love. You know what this means? I want to focus on this one thing. Our greatest need as humans, is not for sin to be punished out of us so that we can gain a new nature. No, we don't need someone else to pay for this sickness and our embodiment of it. We also don't need to hate ourselves into becoming better. Our greatest need as humans is for sin to be healed so that we can return to our actual created, buried under crap nature. Fighting sin looks more like a sick person healing 
than a zombie searching for life. Battling sin looks more like a return home through a difficult and oftentimes painful path. Pursuing wholeness, peace, and attachment looks more like destroying sin, not ourselves. You are not bad. You are not evil. I am not bad. I am not evil. You and I have a sickness. You and I were covered in the sickness of sin. It is in every aspect of our lives and is in every aspect of you and I, our person, not nature, not essence, our personhood. You are good. I am good. You are loved and lovable. I am loved and lovable. God loves you and I and likes you and I because he sees who we are and he sees what sin is distorting. His call is beautiful. Come home. Return to your goodness that I created you as. The way home is through experiencing the unconditional love of God because love heals all sickness. So what if right now you thought to yourself, no, you believed about yourself that you are good, you, at your core, not because you have to be something you aren't or weren't before. What if you truly believed and embodied that you have been, are, and always will be good? What would that do for you and to your life? What if you started seeing yourself as a beautiful diamond that is simply lost in a pile of horse crap? Look, the horse crap sucks. It's nasty. It's real. And you're buried in it. I'm buried in it. But what if that crap gets cleaned off? Guess what's found? Not a nasty, gross, evil pebble. What's found is a beautiful diamond. Who you are at your core, your very self is good. You are good. I heard him screaming.